You're listening to a BGE podcast. My name is Chris Peltz, and this is my story. Not long after being out in the woods and realizing that my sight was going, one day we turned the hounds loose and we got out with the flashlights and we were ready to start following those hounds. And we could tell, or at least I could tell, that something was a little bit different than what I was used to. Even with a headlamp that I had on and that light shining bright on the ground in front of me, I couldn't see anything. The, the light wasn't helping. My night vision was pretty much gone. It was shot. It was gone. I had noticed some changes when it came to peripheral vision and things like that. I was running into more door frames and, and walls and different things as, you know, with my shoulders just because I didn't see anything to one side or the other. And uh, my parents were asking questions. You know, I was looked at as kind of being considered just clumsy, you know, as a lot of kids are, you know, it happens. And so, you know, it just kind of thought it was that. Of course, I didn't want to say anything until that one night when we got out of the truck and they were getting ready to take out through that field and chase them hounds. And I was scared. I couldn't see anything. And I hollered for my dad. I said, hey, Pa, I, I can't see anything. So he set me back in the truck and he said, well, you just, you just wait here. We'll go out tonight and we'll deal with this when we get back. Well, that was really the beginning of a long period of testing. See, when we moved to that farm, my dad was getting ready to uh, retire from the army, but he hadn't just yet. And so I was taken to military hospital there at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and at that hospital, they were examining and they had a few ideas, but uh, I don't know what they told my parents exactly, but they told me, he's like, you know, we want to do more testing. We've got an idea, but we really don't want to say much. So uh, we want to send you out to Fitzsimmons Hospital in Denver, Colorado. Now, at that time, Fitzsimmons was an Air Force hospital. Now in, in Denver, it's it's a children's hospital. But uh, I was medevaced from Fort Leonard Wood out to Denver to Fitzsimmons Hospital where they ran a multitude of tests. My mom accompanied me. You know, I was only 10 years old. So we went out to Denver, Colorado, and they began to do all their tests. And I'll tell you, this was, it was pretty scary because the tests that they were running, I mean, we're talking about putting a child in a chair with, uh, you know, all kinds of big machines in front of him and saying, you know, we need you to you know, we're going to test your eyes. We're going to give you eye drops, which I hated. I still hate to this day. I hated eye drops. Um, but they, you know, they give you these numbing eye drops. And then they go to put these things in my eyes, which equivalent, I, they were like contact lenses, but not just any old contact lens. These had a metal ring with little prongs on them. And wires that went from those lenses to those machines. And it took a couple of people holding me down. And in fact, the first go around, they were unable, unsuccessful in putting those in my eyes. And I got put back in the room and, you know, I was staying at the hospital and uh, I was there for a month while they were running all these tests. 
it was uh, it, it seemed to be a pretty new for a lot of these doctors. And finally, you know, I was able for them to run these tests and they put these uh, these contact lens things in my eyes and I did all the tests that they wanted to do and all the field of view vision tests. And they came back with the diagnosis of retinitis pigmentosa. And they asked, you know, hey, is there anyone in your family that, that has retinitis pigmentosa? And of course, we didn't know of anyone, and no one had been diagnosed officially. But my mom said, you know, her grandfather, so my great-grandfather, had gone blind uh, as a young adult, as uh, maybe even as a late teen. And, uh, but no one knew why. They, they, equival- or, you know, they basically said it was due to this or that. But they didn't know what it was. They didn't, certainly didn't say retinitis pigmentosa. And so they said, well, more than likely that's what it was because that's, that's what Chris has. And the diagnosis was, wasn't good. You know, the best that I could hope for is that it wouldn't worsen. But the worst case would be that I'd lose my sight completely. We just didn't know. They didn't know, and they couldn't say. So all we could do is really hope for the best and prepare for the worst. So we returned back to the farm in Missouri, and my parents gave me about a year to the day to kind of mope around and and really not do much on the farm and just kind of feel sorry for myself and throw a little pity party. Almost a year to the day, my dad came into my room about 4 o'clock one morning. He grabbed the side of my bed, and he flipped it and rolled me out of that bed onto the floor. (laughs) And I tell you, it hurt because I was on the top bunk. (laughs) And Next thing I know, he's standing over me. Bet you didn't see that coming. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe I wasn't on the top bunk, but... Nevertheless, you get the idea. He he woke me up in a in a pretty harsh way, <laughs> and uh, he's all right, boy. It's time to get up and get out and get to work. We've got cows that need hay, ice that needs braked so that they can the cows can get to the water. Uh, we got chickens to feed, and you need to do all this before you get ready for school. I'll never forget my dad telling me, you know, I'm going to, he says, son, you're going to have to work twice as hard when you get out of my house. You might as well start now. And that really was the beginning of my preparation for what was going to happen, what I was going to go through. And in so many ways, you think about it, we didn't see this coming. I mean, I had, I had hopes. My dad was in the military. He was, he was a hero to me and I wanted to be in the military. I wanted to go into the army. That's what I wanted to do. That's what my dad did. That's what I wanted to do. And those dreams were shattered. You know, um, it just very seemed like anything and everything I could think of that I would want to do, I, I was being told, you know, you, you probably won't be able to do that. You probably won't be able to do that. I don't know how you're going to do that. Uh, but at the same time, there was folks around me, including my parents, like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll f- try to find out a way. We'll try to get things done. But, but there was a sense of reality that was setting in as well. There's a lot of things that happen to us in life that we don't see coming. A lot of things that happen to us that, that, that hit us like a ton of bricks that just come upon us. I can remember when my mom was diagnosed with cancer again, kind of hit us with a, with a, like a ton of bricks. I mean, we just, we didn't see it coming. We weren't expecting that kind of thing as we were living our lives. 
I mean, just one thing after another can happen to us in our life. One thing I've learned growing up, and one thing especially as I've gotten interested in spiritual things and reading the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, God says that we will have temptation, but none that is so great that will overtake us that we can't handle. You know, we'll be tempted in the same ways that man has always been tempted in. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. But with every temptation, he says, he will provide a way of escape there in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. And when I think about that, I think God has more confidence in, in us than we have in ourselves so often. And, uh, and sometimes the things that happen are definitely unexpected. We don't see them coming. But, you know, we definitely can receive strength and comfort and courage from God and His Word. He's on our side. He wants us to be successful in everything we do in every situation we find ourselves in. But sometimes when we're hit with these types of life-changing moments, we've got decisions to make. And sometimes those decisions are hard. Sometimes we look for someone to blame, and unfortunately, sometimes God is the one that ends up getting the blame when, in fact, He's the one who's there to help us get through those things if we'll actually turn to Him and rely upon Him. But with those things that hit us, with those things that happen to us, you know, um, yeah, we may not expect them, we may not see them, but if it happens to us, one thing is for certain. God thinks we can overcome it. And I'll tell you, I think we can too. I know I can. And I know you can. Bet you didn't see that coming. 